This is Cultivate a Good Life, episode 104, Life Lessons from a Year of 5Ks. Hello, everybody. I'm Becky Higgins, and with me is my friend, my co-host, my, what are you, (laughs) friend, (laughs) Best my person, my ever. best person. <laughs> hey Becky, no, I'm the Anna to your Elsa. Oh, oh yeah, that's true. That that's cute. sweet, and also that's. Uh, <laughs> did you just vomit on the microphone? No, you know what I just did. I just did a you. You do that. What if I said the Aaron Burr to your Alexander okay, Hamilton? Okay, that's funny because they're actually frenemies, and that would mean I would kill you too. So right. that would be uh, disturbing. So you're making yourself Aaron Burr. And I'm I don't Hamilton? know. I was trying to decide. That's a hard one, actually. I know, right? Because we both write like we're running out of time. We do. Oh my gosh. We're, we're, also, th- we're also not giving away our shot. shot. <laughs> so I just... I'm so happy right now that this happened, that we like I went know. into Hamilton lyrics. You guys, you don't even know how long I've been wanting to convince Becky that she's going to love Hamilton because... can I... Let me... Okay. okay. Now Are we going to go there? Now I need to expound a little okay. bit. Because, okay, it's not that I don't like Hamilton. No, I know that. I grew up... A little context here. So I grew up in musical theater. um, And so I tend to not jump on like the musical theater bandwagons. Like certain shows are like super successful everywhere. And certain shows that are amazing are not successful anywhere with the musical theater world. So sometimes when something shoots to superstardom, I'm like, well, we all learned that lesson with cats. Yes. Is it the best musical on earth? No. (laughs) Is it one of the most well-known? Yes. And um, I generally like to see things on the stage before I like get on board with the music sure. because that's just how I do. Yeah. And the tickets to Hamilton were impossible to get. And when I could get them, they were so expensive. We used to live in New York city. Like you pay, like you do the lottery and you do the $25 front row tickets or you do TKTS. So me spending full retail price on tickets is like, no, against my religion, my moral code of conduct. (laughs) And so, um, I just never saw it. And thank you, Disney plus for allowing me to see it. And since no, like literally we had Les Mis come through Phoenix, the tour of Les Mis. And like one of the people I know was Jean Valjean and the tickets were Mm. so expensive. I was like, I love you so much. And I just can't like, it's just too expensive. Mm -hmm. And anyway, we have tickets to Hamilton because we finally got decent price tickets and also Disney Plus released Hamilton. But you haven't seen it live. You got the tickets. I have not seen it live, but yeah. thankfully because Disney Plus came out with it, I think July 3rd it was. It was July so 3rd. So if you haven't seen it, you can, I think you can do like a free trial of Disney Plus for a month, but. Guys, it's so good. They have I, that and oh, oh so much more. But I just want, I just want to welcome you to the club. I am you're one welcome. that I understand where you're coming from. I resist movies that are big blockbusters because I don't like to just go along with it because it's popular mm-hmm. uh, books same way like just mm-hmm. because everybody thinks I won't name it because I don't want to like make series or movies seem like they're not great I just don't tend to like the ones that everyone else likes so I do get where you're coming yeah. from but Hamilton speaks to my soul and it is the soundtrack that I have listened to the very most mm-hmm. in my entire life and I love soundtracks I listen to a lot of music and Hamilton's on repeat. I wake up to the music in my head. Did you know that? Fun fact. Every day I wake up to Hamilton in my head. I'm not even kidding. 
I wish I were kidding. And I know you think I've I'm obsessive. I've never known you, I, but I've never known you to like be so into something. Oh no, but for years, this is not new. This yeah. is not Disney Plus. I've seen it live twice yeah. um, and years ago. And I just listen to it all the time. And every time I listen, I feel, and I like to feel, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I really mm-hmm. love feeling the lyrics, feeling the music. And yeah, why are we talking so much about Hamilton? I don't know. You're the one that said that you weren't going to give away your shot. Because I'm not going to give it away who Not lives who dies who tells your story back. and my husband every day says to me less talking more smiling yeah. that's his favorite like <laughs> less, the heat, or smile it, or smile talk, talk, talk less, less smile, smile more. more that's what that's what um it's like the joke in our house because yeah. uh, he he has been <laughs> listening like, to the soundtrack yeah quite incessantly good and he really enjoys that quote no it's a great good. deal there's a lot of good quotes i i could pull out one-liners from hamilton all day long okay we have a really good show <laughs> that has nothing to sure do with do. hamilton but there's a lot of life lessons learned in hamilton and there's a lot of life lessons learned in doing a year-long goal of ready <laughs> way to wrap thank it you. back up <laughs> thank you very much of weekly 5ks it's a goal that we both did and we're going to dive in and share some lessons learned from that experience but first we're going to share a quick word from this week's sponsor. You probably know that coming into the Becky Higgins brand, I was a little concerned because I didn't consider myself a stellar documenter. Like anyone else, I had a full life and I had done an okay job of making sure I had pictures of my family's big moments, but those pictures lived on my computer and to be honest, were forgotten about. I kind of felt overwhelmed and a little discouraged thinking about doing something with all those pictures. But I also knew that my discouragement was deeper than that. I wasn't really present in my stories. I was trying to live an inspired life and I had so many moments of inspiration, but those thoughts swirled around in my head, just circling around. The best case scenario was that the inspiration turned into action, but most often I let it live in my head until I was on to something else. This is where I had my documenting aha moment. I realized that for me, my words were just as important to me as pictures, and that was how I needed to document. As I tried this out, I saw a change not only in my documenting, but in my life. As I took action to write the words of my life, I found myself having greater clarity. I saw inspiration turning more frequently into action because I was honoring it by writing it down and I could do it all using the Project Life app. We are so excited about the latest update of the Project Life app. The additional features in the 3.0 update include editorial templates that give you greater ease in your ability to add more journaling to your documenting. I'm now able to author my stories using all the app template options, and I'm also able to take those stories I create on the app and print them. When I receive my printed Project Life documenting and can hold those precious moments in my hands, I am free of the overwhelm and discouragement that I had surrounding documenting before. The more I articulated my life, the more I saw moments of meaning inside of it. This is the magic of documenting. I think we are all documenters as we live our lives, but the question I have to ask you is, what is happening to your stories? It has never been easier to do something with all that inspiration. The Project Life app is completely free and is available wherever you download apps. It's simple and incredibly easy to use, and I promise you it will make you a master documenter too. 
So guys, if you follow Becky and I on Instagram, then there's no way to avoid the sharing that we do about our love of hiking and the outdoors, the outdoors. Yeah. All of that. And you probably likely know that both of us have recently completed a milestone. I don't mean completed like done and we're done. Mm -hmm. I mean, like it's a milestone. It's a year long goal that we both set around the same time. Um, inspired by our friend, Michelle, who is the owner of Movara fitness resort, which we talk about all the time. We're hosting another Becky week coming up in January. And, um, she inspired the, the, uh, the goal of doing at least a one 5k every week and all Mm in one um, shot. Sometimes I get questions on Instagram where people are like, well, do you like spread that out? And it adds mm-hmm. up to five Ks. And I'm like, no, nope. it's like all at once. It's well, not a total for the week. It's all at once. Do at least a five K a week at the very least. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's the goal. And I, when she first brought it up, she actually was with us, recorded mm-hmm. an episode with us and then was just mentioning how she's kicking this off. And I'm like, hello, I'm in like, yes. you sign me up. Happened to do my first one with Michelle. Um, in Arizona, which was really cool, very fun experience, and then stuck with it every week. And of course, Becky, you did it at the same time. I wanted to, I wanted to recap not the experience of doing a 5K every week for a year because you guys get it. There's nothing really to right. explain there, but I just feel like the life lessons that I have learned and I have really extracted from that experience are so valuable to me that I just want to talk about it. I want to talk about it. And (laughs) agree. It seems like it would, honestly, we're just going to break it down. So when Michelle came into town, she was in town with her family. They had just embarked on a road trip and they were going to do 50 States in 52 weeks. So they were going to go to all 50 States. They were taking one year in an RV with their family. Yeah. Um, And their goal was to do, a five k in each state, correct? Over fifty. Yeah, that's weeks. where she was initially inspired. Initially inspired, and so we realized that Higgins was going up to Flagstaff where Michelle was going to be, and so they were going to start. And I was like, "Oh, how cute for them!" And then the FOMO kicked in, and I was like, "Well, I'm going to do this as well." And I had told Michelle, "Nothing like a good healthy dose right? of FOMO." I would Nothing, be a part that, of that. There's a good kind of peer pressure. Oh, totally. And um, I had always told Michelle, I was like, "You know what? I always had this fitness." goal where if I ever fell below a fit, this fitness goal that I would like be, I would consider myself in serious trouble. And that was that at any time I should be able to pick up and do a 5k. Mm. And as long as I could stay above that threshold, I was like, we're still in okay territory. Yeah. But for me, I needed like a definition of what like the bottom of my fitness realm would be. And so I kind of shared that with Michelle. And, um, anyways, I got on board one week after yeah. BH started. So we literally did this at the same time. I would say that we shared a handful of those 5Ks oh, totally. together, mm-hmm. which was really cool. Yeah. Um, and of course, it's probably obvious, but just to explain, like we for sure, most of those weeks were definitely more than one 5K because we love hiking so much. But at the very bare minimum, it was at least one 5K. And there were many weeks where I only did the one 5K. Like that was the it. interesting thing. And, yeah. and I don't want to like overstep on what you're, you're going to talk I've about. A, I've got an agenda here. I know. Maybe you should just do it and then I'll interject. Good idea. Because I don't want to like give one, something that was <laughs> No, go ahead. Me. Why don't you kick it off with your thought? And then I'll go into like this list in my head of like all yeah. these life lessons I learned. Because I bet what you're going to share is probably one okay, of my... Okay, I'm not going to throw yeah. you off. No, okay. I love it Taylor so and I were actually talking about this the other day. Um, okay, so we set this goal, and at first, it equal parts was like, 5K a week, like, ugh, I hate committing to stuff like that. I hate jumping on the bandwagon because then that means, like, but I also I'm going to have all this pressure to finish, and I probably mm. won't. I'll, you know, things happen. I'm not going to be able to do it for a year straight. Also, 
this is not going to affect my physical body at all because it's only one 5k a week. Like mm-hmm. one 5k a week is not going to like, no, it's not a game make, changer. It's not a game changer physically. And so I was kind of like meh about it. Mm-hmm. And then I did it because I wanted to. And a few weeks in, like things got complicated. In fact, 5k, like, I don't know, 11, I think I actually think it was 11. Uh, we actually were out to the movies with the Higgins. We realized we had not completed our 5K. It was Saturday night, and we literally went at about 11 o'clock at night. We sure did. Full of movie theater popcorn. Sure did. Um, and did a 5K. We sure did. Because we're like, oh my gosh, we didn't do it. But that's commitment. Totally right? is commitment. And <laughs> we were going to do it no matter what. For sure. Yeah. And what I learned during this experience is the power of making small commitments to yourself. Mm. And I had heard... And read all about habits and commitments and all what they can do for your life. But truly, just committing to do um, the 5K in the beginning, I really was probably just doing one 5K a week. Sure. And like, yeah, doing other activities, but not now. I, I probably do two to three a week, and mm-hmm. I don't even think about it. Mm-hmm. Like, it totally changed how I thought about myself yes. in relationship to moving my body. Yeah, for sure. Thank you for kicking it off with that. I think that's great. And I love that you and Taylor were just talking about it the other day. Mm-hmm. I, I think that the conversation about this is really awesome. And that's actually why I wanted to record about it because I feel like everything that I want to share actually has nothing to do with 5Ks or even physical exercise. It has yeah. to do with life. Mm-hmm. And of course it relates to physical life. Um, but for me, it's taking these lessons into my whole life. And I just want to give, give a little plug to documenting because um, I shared recently on my Instagram, um, my pages that I completed. Cause that's what I do. Yeah. And so at the end of this, at the end of the 52 weeks, I kind of culminated and did a picture that represented each one. Cause I, they were all organized and it was not hard for me to put them as you do anyway. And I just did these five pages, a series that represents a picture per week. But my point is, and bringing that up is I made those for my book of stories and insights, which I've been talking about on the, my modern story, Instagram, and I'm sharing mm-hmm. about that. And, um, and those pages are going to go in there. So beginning with the end of my, in excuse me, wow. Beginning with the end in mind, I never trip over those words. I know I'm thinking about how my kids and maybe even future grandchildren and other generations or other people that love me or care about me enough to read my stories. They're going to see those pages and I don't want them to think, Oh, that's cool. She did a year long goal. I want them to actually learn and feel some of the lessons about life that I learned from the experience, because I believe that they can also benefit. This is what I believe. And you believe is true with documenting is it? greatly blesses us and it also can benefit other people because we're meant to share. We are meant to share. And it takes us through that process of when you're looking for those deeper meanings, you're going to find, you're going to find what you're you're going to find them. And that to me, and this is what Taylor and I were discussing is when you, when you look for and find those deeper meanings is when it has a broader application on your life, when it can actually affect change Mm -hmm. and how you think about yourself and how you think about your relationships and what you do moving forward. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So let's go. Kick it off. So you kicked it off. I love yours so much. Um, life lesson. I'm not even, these aren't numbered. Okay. You know, who are you? I know. And they're not in any particular order. Here we go. Consistency is king. A Men. consistency breeds momentum. Like seriously, right? We've For talked sure. about this before. You guys understand the principle truly. Like if you want to achieve a goal, keep at it consistently and stay committed, 
even if you're not feeling it. That is how I believe you make progress. 100%. Um, so now, even though I can't even imagine not doing at least a 5K every week, just like you said, right. it's become a hugely significant part of how I show up in my life and how I choose to exist. But that whole like consistency, don't break it. There's a term you used earlier. Um, I was just going to say what that. What was it? It's So it's a term that I feel really good about. I coined it talking to my husband and it's that we need to be ruthlessly consistent. Ruthlessly consistent, like no matter what. So the key to being ruthlessly consistent though is identifying small goals. So Mm -hmm. when, when we're talking about what my physical goals were for this year that we did it, this was it. That was it. Yeah. Instead of a whole list. It wasn't like, okay, I'm going to move my body four times a week or for me, I find a lot of success when I make my goals very clear, very simple, and very um, achievable. Mm-hmm. Now, what happens, I think, when I don't do that, when I'm like, okay, this year I'm going to change my body, which means I'm going to do X, Y, and Z, and then X, Y. You cannot possibly be successful with that. This was a goal that I could tackle that I truly believe 90% of the population could tackle easily. There was no predication. Sometimes it was on a treadmill. Sometimes it was on a trail. Sometimes I ran. Most of the time I walked. Sometimes I was with people. Sometimes I wasn't. I've done it in hotels. I've like, there's so many different ways to accomplish this. Of course. Um, and, and being able to do that, being ruthlessly consistent with this one thing that mm-hmm. I promised myself I would do mm-hmm. was what made me successful at yep, it. Exactly. You feel me on that then? Yes. I got you. Consistency is king. Next life lesson is something is better than nothing. Okay. So there were weeks when the only real exercise I did the whole, whole week was that one 5k. You mm-hmm. probably had the same experience. Totally. Like, and like it is what it is like that. In fact, the week that we're recording right now, this week is totally going to be a week like that where my workload and my responsibilities have just trumped taking care of myself. Not proud of that, but at least I'm going to get in the one five K, right? Mm-hmm. So something is better than nothing. And that to me is instead of being hard on myself for not doing much, I learned to just celebrate that I did another weekly five K. And I honestly believe that life is so much better when you celebrate your wins instead of focusing on what you didn't do. Because I think honestly that we have the tendency to be like, crap, I didn't meet up to my own expectations when really it should be a lot more of a focus on that's awesome. I did it again, another week. And I totally did another 5k go me. I just think that that propels us into greater success. Don't you think? Oh, a hundred percent. So I was just going to illustrate a point. Okay. I'm pulling out my calculator here. So let's assume that you and I did one a week, which we actually did quite a bit more than that. Mm -hmm. That's 160, almost 165 miles Mm -hmm. that we went. That's massive. Miles or kilometers? I didn't do the math. You did. Okay. Yeah. Save 3.5. I did 3.17, which is what it is. So David did the same thing with the kids. He's like, um, when I crossed my year milestone, he's like, kids, you know that that's X number of kilometers Mm -hmm. or this many miles that your mom did. And I'm like, dude, give me a little more credit. I did a whole lot more than I got really defensive. Like, are you serious? I did way more than that. But yes, like at the very minimum, yes, that's a lot of miles covered. Especially if you aren't doing a ton, right? Well, and it's not, for me, it ended up looking at the sum total of ruthless consistency over a long period of time. It's not even about like how much that adds up to, but it does. It totally Mm -hmm. adds up. For me, it was more, 
I made a promise to myself and I'm keeping it. Yes. And so you, you get and you get a renewed sense of integrity. Yeah. You're like paying back into your integrity bank. And so often Taylor and I always say we go like zero to a hundred, like our house is a mess. Mm. Okay. The smart thing to do would be like, okay, well, we're going to work on getting the dishes done and then washing the counters. But instead, sometimes you're like, we're going to organize the entire house and all the drawers and da, 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 da. And it's just so not possible. Or even if it is possible, even if you can muscle your way through it, it's not enjoyable. Yeah. It can be a little stressful. You went into like four different life lessons there, but I followed all of it. Thank you. And I feel all of it. And I love it. Clean it up. (laughs) I love it so much. So I want you guys to remember something is better than nothing, but think about the application that you need to feel for you personally right now, because it may not have anything to do with physical exercise. Although yeah, definitely. Like, can I give another example? Something is better than nothing. Yeah. Illustrate this principle. Yes, please. Um, there was a time when I was having a really hard time reading my scriptures, honestly, mm-hmm. cause I was exhausted Yeah, and I had a lot going on in my head and, um, I was sad cause I was missing that time and missing the scriptures and I had zero motivation to open my scriptures. Yeah. And so I made a goal and I think I did it for like 30 days or something, but my only goal was to open my scriptures. Ooh, I love it. That was it. That was it. Every it wasn't day. like highlight and read a chapter or even mm-hmm. read a verse. My literal goal was to sit down and open the book every day. Awesome. And how did that help you that month? I was 100% successful. Boom. Every time I opened, there was like three days where I read one verse because mm-hmm. I was in a rush or something. But most of the days I read... <clears throat> as much as I needed or wanted to. Mm-hmm. And by the end of that month, I felt like I was back in my scriptures. Small, attainable goals. Amen. We talk about that all the time. Next life lesson, movement before motivation. Have you heard of it? Preach. <laughs> Something that, it's a mantra that we picked up from, again, from our inspired friends at Movara, but it's been an adopted mantra in our lives because we really, really believe it. And, um, honestly, I, I think just kind of a quick summary, cause we do talk about it a lot. I just feel like it's so important to not wait to feel motivated in order to take action in life when it Correct. comes to doing things that we know are good for us. And that could be physically, spiritually, socially, like literally anything. And I want to say there are plenty of weeks this past year plenty of weeks. You guys know I love hiking and I love talking about it, but I won't hide the fact that sometimes I'm not motivated. And that's just from a physiological standpoint, this is not innate and natural in me to be like, I want to go exercise because that's not ever been who I am. It's because work. your body is not designed to, to do that. Your body is designed to preserve. So you want to know the part. So every time when I start a hike, Mm-hmm. I'm unmotivated. Oh, really? Like right. Every Mo- time. I shouldn't say that. Beginning it. Let's talk beginning of the year. Beginning of the year. Every single time I went to go start a 5K, I was like, oh, I got to do my 5K. Right. Ooh. Yeah. You want to know by the end of that same 5K, mm-hmm. I was totally motivated to do the 5K. Mm-hmm. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Absolutely. Motivation comes at the end, not mm-hmm. at the beginning. Oftentimes. Oftentimes. Yeah. Now that I'm in a habit, I crave. Yeah. I crave that. Oh, I know. And if you get out of the habit, it goes back to consistency being totally when you're less consistent, it's harder to kind of like stick with it. That's why if you stay Mm -hmm. consistent and so kind of my thought and tying all that together, especially with movement before motivation is that I moved not because I was motivated a lot of the time, but because I was committed to myself. Amen. 
And that is at the end of the day, that was a huge motivator for me because I wanted to keep that appointment with myself because I was learning, or I should say relearning to make sure that I was prioritizing myself in my life. Because I think, especially for women, we sometimes slack in that area of prioritizing ourselves because we are so good at loving and serving and being there for the people that we love that we don't always nurture our own needs and I was trying to retrain myself to do that so that I could show up better for the people I love the most. And honestly, when we do that, it gives, so for instance, I do a lot right now, my husband and I have made a commitment to each other. Um, cause we were needing more time to connect with each other that we do two, five K's a week, one Tuesday morning and one Thursday morning, which it's not always at, but usually twice a week. And I come home to a very upset daughter most days because I'm Hmm. not waiting in bed for her to snuggle her when she comes in. And there have been like moments of tears and and where my heart is just ripped out. And I'm like, I'm a monster. Why am I not there to snuggie my baby? (laughs) But the point is, is I want her to see me do that because I want her to know that, that her needs are important. And so I make sure to use verbiage like mommy was out and I was taking care of my relationship with daddy and I was connecting with daddy and I was taking care of my body because Mm -hmm. I really love my body and I want to thank it for everything that it does for me. Our kids need to see that modeled. They need to see that modeled because I don't want them having the same feelings. I want them to be one step ahead of where I'm at and having, and having more intention with how they view their personal needs and personal time where they're going to pick up on what they learn from what's being modeled. So yes, all day long. That's what we need to do. Next life lesson, flexibility for the win. (laughs) Amen. Can you name some crazy places? I mean, I mean, in all the ways Mm -hmm. there were plenty of times where I needed to be completely flexible and oftentimes at the very last minute about how I was actually going to get my 5k done, like where it was happening, well, where it was happening, whether someone else was with me or not. I mean, there were times when I had like an expectation that we were doing it say as a family. And then there was just like, for whatever reason, there was just kind of an up an uprival. What's the word? Upheaval. Up. Sure. I guess it was an upheaval of like, you know, it wasn't working out. And I learned very quickly it's fine. Like literally it's fine. I decided that none of it mattered. It never mattered how hot or cold it was outside. If it started rainy, it never mattered if other people were joining me or if I was going solo or if it happened at 11 PM on a Saturday night, movie theater, popcorn (laughs) rising in your throat. No, seriously. And I just, I think, or if you're on vacation, Oh, right. I actually looked forward to the ones on vacation because it was change of scenery. Mm -hmm. I was always looking forward to like, how am I going to mix up my 5k this week? We did one on the top deck of a cruise ship. We sure did together. Mm -hmm. Yep. We sure the heck did. Um, my, my thought on this kind of rounding out this whole flexibility thing is that the goal is always the same. How you get there, it often will and probably should change. So just remember, like whatever your goal is, and in this case, we're talking about a weekly 5k, that's, that's not movable. Like if you've committed Mm -hmm. to yourself, I'm going to do this, you're going to do it. But how you get there does not have to look the same. You with the scripture reading, it didn't have to look like highlighting and marking and note-taking and journaling and everything. Right. It, you were still opening the scriptures, but you were doing it differently for that season or that month. And that's what we should do in our life as we evolve, because evolving is so important is just remember that. The goal is always the same, but how you get there can and should. So you could walk or hike or run 
or swim or maybe even on a rowing mm-hmm. machine, which I didn't do. But now that I'm thinking of it, totally. like covering that distance, mm-hmm. so many ways to keep that promise to yourself. And yeah. maybe instead of spending so much time disqualifying our actions or like, oh, I didn't run it. It probably didn't count. Maybe looking for ways to qualify the things we're already doing. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes, like I do. one of them I counted, um, I was at Disneyland several times this year, but, um, I had to do the 5k at still. And I looked at my steps and I was like, well, I've walked 14 miles today. I'm going to call that my 5k. There you mm-hmm. go. Yeah. Like I literally yes. walked nonstop that whole day and I was like, oh yeah, that's going to be good. Yeah. We're that's gonna call great. That good. I totally agree. I totally, totally agree with you. Mm. Okay. The next life lesson is being open and receptive. One thing that I have realized with my 5Ks that honestly has happened most of the time is that I received so much inspiration while I was physically moving. And sometimes it was rooted in the conversation with the people that I was with or the person that I was with. Sometimes thoughts and ideas would come from whatever I might've been listening to because when I'm alone, like typically I'll listen to something. Um, And sometimes I opted out completely from any noise or any input and just open my mind and my heart and my spirit to whatever God needed me to feel and learn. And honestly, Beck, every single time I feel taught, Mm. I feel like, I feel like I'm just being taught. And that's what I mean by being open and receptive, because I think that to just move your body in this case, which is great. Like we should be moving our bodies and, um, and exercising. And that's awesome. But why not take it like a notch further and make it an experience where we can just be like, you know what? I wonder what it is I have to learn during this 3.17 miles. I wonder what it is that I have to feel today. Mm. And just kind of like opening myself up to whatever nudges I feel during that. I just made my whole experience better. And I feel like those are good kinds of expectations to have. Totally. So loved it. I think oftentimes with inspiration, um, you have to create space to feel it. And sometimes we we like to think in black and white, you know, circumstances of like, oh, I'm either really hectic or I'm sitting still on the floor meditating and, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever. But really life is not like that, right? And you're engaged in all the best things. And yes, you're busy, but you do have to create space to receive inspiration. Yeah. Um, sometimes inspiration will bust through and find you wherever you're at. But most often, I think it's softly knocking. And you have to have some level of listening to be able to receive it. And there is actually like a biological backup for when you're moving your body, the organization of your brain and how yeah. that works. It does clear. Um, it's actually like kids with ADHD or autism like to pace and it actually is a way for them to organize their thoughts. Isn't that so cool? Isn't it cool? And so when we're moving our bodies like that, it actually is clearing up mental clutter so that we have negative space in our brain. So it can be filled with inspiration. Very interesting to me. But listen, this is more than just scientifically backed up. You experience this for yourself and many of you do, but it's real. It really happens whether you want it to or not. If you're open to it, you're going to experience that and you'll feel that. I just, I love it. And I'm so grateful for it. I'm so grateful mm. for like that that happens also, um, or just, you know, without you even trying. But my point is to be intentionally open and receptive, just kind of opens you up a little bit more. Agreed. Um, 
balance and being surrounded with people and also honoring alone time. Mm. To me, this was like, I've always known that I appreciate both. I'm very, I've always considered myself split introvert, extrovert. I need my alone time. I need my people. Then I need my alone time. Then I need my people. Yeah. And there, there's no exception with this, with this year long goal. I loved sharing the experience with people a lot of the time. And a lot of the time there's nothing I wanted more than just to be by myself. I was always safe, always took precautions. I never go on hikes by myself that I would feel any sort of uncertainty about like if something happens. Right. Or you weren't going at nighttime by yourself. Of course. Yeah. Right. Um, or if I ever felt uneasy, like, "Mm, I just wonder if, you know, I just, don't ignore those feelings and I don't do it or I stay on the streets with lights or whatever. But, um, yeah, I just think that honoring both knowing yourself well enough to be sure that you're honoring what's right for you go with that and don't do it in a way that you feel like you're supposed to do it just because other people do it that way. Mm -hmm. Another life lesson is to allow yourself to be inspired by someone else's example or encouragement. Mm. Um, this applies to life. Obviously we were inspired by Michelle kind of put that out there, but I feel like sometimes there are so many good people doing so many good things. And sometimes the input feels like we want to do all the things. And so we kind of do nothing. I know, I know you're, you know me and you know that I have this all or nothing tendency sometimes, but when you feel drawn to work on something because someone else is demonstrating how it's working for them, Mm -hmm. or you just feel inspired by the way someone is doing something. Why push that away? Like go with it. When I felt that nudge, when Michelle shared the goal, it wasn't like, Oh, that's a good idea. And I should do that. I probably should do that. Right. I should do Mm -hmm. that because Michelle Mavara and I love Mavara. And no, it was like this gravitational pull. Like, Oh my gosh, this is my season. I'm supposed to do this. Don't push those, those feelings away. Let other people inspire you. And that for sure applies in life. Like right now with my modern story, we're seeing that left and right. There are so many people reaching out to me right now that are saying, this is what I've been feeling, but I didn't even know really what it was. Mm. And what you're sharing with this way of documenting is exactly what fits me right now. And I say, great. And then I might have a couple people within that same space of documenting who are like, no, I just don't like, that's not my thing right now. I feel like I really want to be more creative with products. I would say, yes, then do that. Right. So it's that same principle of allow yourself to be inspired by other people, soak it all in, um, take the input and then sort it out in your own mind of like, this is the right fit for me right now. Let's go. Another life lesson is to make an appointment with yourself and keep that promise. So we kind of touched on this earlier, but I wanted to put it in that language because that's what's re- that's what has resonated with me is years ago when I heard someone put it this way <clears throat> in terms of like, we make dens- dentist appointments, hair appointments, um, piano lessons for our kids. Yeah. All the, we have work meetings, we have other meetings, like we are responsible humans and we make appointments and we keep them. And there's just something, I don't know how to put my finger on it, but there's just something about making an appointment with yourself that a lot of us have a hard time actually keeping that appointment. Yeah. And I don't know why. Um, but probably because we have a hard time in prioritizing ourselves in general. Yeah. So that's one of the life lessons I learned is like, dude, this is like, this is for me. And I really I really matter to myself and I'm trying to be a better version of myself. So by golly, I'm going to make this appointment. Yeah. With myself and I'm going to keep it. 
no matter what. What is it? Ruthlessly consistent? Ruthlessly consistent. Yeah, like, I, because I have to. And I think that, what ha- again, I'll go back to what happens, I think, is we don't, we have too many priorities. We, we say, what are our priorities? And then we give a list of 25 things. Well, mm. no, that's not, that's a list of 25 things that are important to you. Now I want to know what is your priority, right? What is your priority in your parenting? Make it one thing. What's your priority in your marriage? Make it one thing. And what's your priority with yourself? Make it one thing. Like you really need to narrow it down further because we get this place too, where we're like, everything's important all the time. Therefore, nothing is actually ever oh, important. So true. No, that's such a good point. Another life lesson is that action leads to empowerment. And man, we see this across the board in all areas of our life. But I'm telling you, like with the 5K, um, the year-long goal that we did, when we took action week after week after week, like even if you weren't conscientiously thinking about it, weren't Mm -hmm. you just like, dang, like I've got this. I'm doing really good. Like I don't know how to put it into words. I'm not feeling very articulate as I think about this point that I wanted to bring up. But there is a sense of empowerment that cannot be manufactured in any other way than you taking action mm-hmm. and proving to yourself that you are a lot more capable than you were giving yourself credit for. Okay, I think I have an articulation for this. Please do. So at the beginning of the 5K year, I would have never said like, well, I, I do 5Ks. I'm a person who does 5Ks, whatever. Because in my head, you know, I don't want to like overpromise what I'm actually doing or like overselling myself. And I have these internal narratives about what I am. So am I a hiker? Am I, you know, like these different narratives, I think what happens and what you're talking about is the empowerment that comes is the change that you have about yourself and your internal narrative. Yes. So the change is that you are not empowered necessarily by the quantifiable data of what you've accomplished, but just by the lifestyle that you live. So I would no longer, I have no intention of stopping my five K's. In fact, I have a new five K goal. We're going to talk about that at the end. Okay. That's created this year. Hang tight. But I'm saying that this now is just part of who I am Mm -hmm. and it's gone from a goal to, to who I am. And so that empowered message of, I am a person who makes myself a priority. I am a person who values alone time so that I can receive inspiration. And I am a person who loves my body to care for it in this way. And I love, and I'm a person who keeps commitments to myself because I'm worth it. Yes. Yeah. All of those things. Thank you for your articulation. I'm an articulator. It's like, it's your gift. It is like, it's my gift. Another life lesson is to stop overthinking it. Now, this is something I have to learn like over and over and over in my life. I'm so good at overthinking. Listen, overthinking comes very easily to, to that a might lot be your spiritual gift as well <laughs> for a lot of people. But the thing is, is that you know, in the context of talking about a year long goal, and I'm thinking about our listener, and I'm thinking about how our listener might be thinking of like some big goal, even if it's broken down into small attainable goals. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking about how oftentimes when we put something out there for ourselves, and it's so important to us that we're like, it's gonna be this. It's Mm going to be grand. I want to beginning with the end in mind. I can see myself at the end, completing this goal. It's going to feel great. I think that that's when we can sometimes get caught up in like how it's done and how great it's going to be. And we think through all the details that like need to unfold in order for it to work and really just like stop, like stop overthinking it. Just actually take action. Stop thinking about it. Stop talking about it. Stop wishing that you were going to do it and just do it. Just actually move forward and start. Don't wait for like the first of the month or the first of the year. Just start. 
you know, when's a good time to start tomorrow. Right second. Yeah. Yeah. Like just ready, set, go. Right. <laughs> uh, next life ready, lesson. set, go. We're nearly done. The next life lesson that I really felt was adapting according to your needs. Um, this is kind of similar to the idea of being flexible, right? but really what I'm talking about is the way that you achieve a goal. I think it's natural for us to be influenced by the way other people have attained similar goals. So for example, let's say our listener, she's been following us on Instagram. So she sees that we're doing these 5k hikes every week and she's inspired by that. And she's like, I really want to do that. But if that's going to stop her from actually achieving the goal in her way because of the way that we're doing it, then Mm -hmm. she's not taking action, right? And so the point here is to make sure that whatever your goal is, like really go inside, go internal and go, okay, I know me best. How am I going to not just have success with this goal that I've set for myself? How am I going to enjoy it the very best? Because they might enjoy that, but I don't, but I enjoy it this way. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to achieve it my way. So just, you know, be inspired, but make sure that you're adapting to your own needs. Right. Okay. Life lesson in this. Oh, this is a big one for me. (laughs) I love this so much. Different for everybody because we're all unique, but I have learned that documenting encourages my success. Mm. Documenting actually like was a motivator for me. And I want you, I'll share my example, but I want you to think about what's the thing that actually motivates you with your goal because when you find that thing, it's a big deal. So for me, because I decided to publicly share that I was doing this, and then I decided to publicly hold myself accountable, this is for no one else. This is not show and tell. This is not look at me. This is not, this is my own personal way of returning and reporting and knowing that every week I was going to be documenting. And because I'm a picture taker, Mm -hmm. I like mm, the idea of looking forward to what what was the picture I was going to take? Yeah. And as silly as this might seem, that was one of my hugest motivators is knowing that I had that creativity in front of me. Not everybody's love language, mine all day long, Mm -hmm. because knowing that I got to take a really cool picture, whatever that was going to look like, whether I was in the shot or not, or it was just a scene from my run or my hike or whatever, that was a motivator for me. So Decide what it is that holds you accountable, that keeps you excited, that makes you look forward to the thing and do that. Like it's something that you love inside of that. Another example of this maybe, because I was like, did I really have something like that? And I took a lot of pictures, Mm -hmm. which I cherish those pictures. Another thing though, and and I won't say that this was my motivation the whole time, like creativity was yours, but I have another goal this year of like getting back to reading fiction. We've talked about Mm -hmm. like fiction books Mm -hmm. and, um, I've been able to work my way through a lot of books. And part of the reason why is because I'm having time alone to listen to audiobooks when I'm doing things like our weekly 5Ks. Mm. And so if reading's your thing, make that your thing. There if you go. even listening to music or podcasts or taking a picture or maybe you want to improve a relationship with your mom. And so you call your mom every time you do a 5K or whatever the thing is. Love it. Find that thing that sets your soul on fire. But you do have to find the thing. And that's, I think, the point of why I wanted to bring that up. And I'm so glad we're talking about it because it doesn't happen accidentally. Like, sure, you know yourself well, but really set aside just a set aside a moment where you are like, you know what? I'm just going to take three minutes and sit still for a second. And I'm going to really 
really get introspective and decide with intention, Mm -hmm. this is my thing. This is my motivator. Or maybe you don't sit still for three minutes. Maybe you go about your housework and your errands and your job and your driving and your family life, and you just let it roll around in the back of your mind. And I bet within 24 hours, you guys, after listening to this, if you don't already know, you're probably going to think of your thing that would motivate you inside of the goal. Or several things. You know what I mean? Things things changed for me. Yeah. And that's a good point. They can change throughout the experience as well. I like that though. Tying it to something else that really brings sparks joy. Yeah, for That's sure. That's a good one. It'll keep you motivated. My life lesson, my last life lesson that I pulled from this, and then Beck, I think we should both share and close this out with what we're doing now. I've okay. gotten that question many times. Okay. Like, what are you going to do now? And how are you going to press forward? And are you done? And anyway, let's wrap up with that. But my last life lesson I wanted to bring up is pretty obvious. I think we've all learned this lesson, but I have learned and relearned and relearned that when I take care of myself, I am just so much better equipped to show up for the people that I love the most. I just am. And when I have weeks where I only do the one 5k, like I said, something's better than nothing, but I'm just a little bit more sluggish, a little bit more, not edgy, but like, I'm just not my very best self. And you don't have time to fully process and like sit with yourself and figure things out. That's the thing is we just Mm -hmm. don't give our minds a chance to catch up. Mm-hmm. And when we do that, we're like impatient and we're all, you know, there's just it so happens. much mental noise going on. Totally. So totally you do this and then you come back a better version, a better, more clear version I, of yourself. That's my experience. I know yeah. that's yours as well. We hope that, that you guys are having that experience as well. When you show up for yourself, you can better show up for people that you love. Mm-hmm. Now back, what do we do from here? People want to know. And I think we should share. Or if you haven't thought about it yet. Oh, I've immensely thought about it. Okay. So now that the year-long goal has passed and Mm -hmm. we checked that box and it was amazing, where do you go from here? What does your goal look like? Well, I'm going to... In terms of wellness specifically. So I'm going to turn to... Well, there's a few things. Okay. Number one is I will never tie my 5K goal to weight loss, to mm-hmm. calorie compensation, to, okay, I burned this, I, I ate this, now I need to go burn this. I completely broke up with physical appearance or physical whatever, trying to lose weight or whatever is going on in your head there, to this goal. This goal was solely just for me the end. Yep. Had nothing to do with anything, so that was very impactful for me. Um, okay, so I don't ever envision myself not doing a 5K once a week because it's become such a huge part of who I am. And even, it's very interesting that when I made my goal less, because I've had a lot of lofty physical goals, a lot of which I've accomplished, but when I made my goal less... I was able to be more successful. Mm. And so now that that is just a part of who I am, I'm going to build on that. And my husband and I are working on, um, I talked about in a previous episode that we realized in quarantine that we were really good at dividing and conquering, but there's too much dividing and we weren't making enough time for each other. And so I will always maintain my 5k and then Taylor and I will be doing a second 5k with he and I alone. Awesome. We were going, we talked a lot about making it a family goal to do a family 5k once a week, which honestly happens quite a lot, but we decided that to make it attainable. And really, like I said, we're doing it twice a week, but once a week is the goal. So, cause we know we can hit that. Perfect. So then I have my personal commitment I keep to myself and my personal investment in my marriage. I love it. And then we'll, we're going to do that for a year because it just felt like when we we're going to add in the family one, we're like, that feels like a lot and we're not sure if we can be successful. So we're just going to let this ride and go through this year. And at some point I'm sure we'll add in the family, but that is what we are doing. 
Fantastic. What are you doing? I love it. And I love that you're building upon the existing goal. Correct. In so an I, attainable way. A, a very, very tempting was it to be like, well, now I'm going to do 10 miles oh, every week. And, I know. You know well, what which I mean? you can do. And that's the thing. And that's where I spent a lot of time thinking is like, this was so rewarding for me, but to be totally honest, it got a little too easy. It became, and I knew it, like I knew that I could have pushed harder, but mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? Again, I'm just going to celebrate the win instead of thinking that I could be doing more and I should be doing more and I would have been a better person. Had Don't I you done think more. you probably did more than you would have done otherwise simply oh, because yes. Yes. it was like actual consistency? No, it's actual consistency and it propelled me into further momentum, uh-huh. which then led to greater success, which led to greater fulfillment and feeling of being empowered. I mean, there's yes. just no downside. Mm-hmm. So having said that, I was thinking about this quite a lot because I really, I take this seriously for myself. Yeah. And I don't mean like too seriously. I mean, just intentional. Yeah. I really want this to be, I want to go forward and like have this be equally meaningful, if not more than this year long goal. I don't think I've ever had a year long goal quite like that. I haven't like, either. It was really special. Yeah. So as I was thinking about it, my natural inclination was to build upon the existing 5k and do two 5ks a week or three 5ks a week or something like that, or something longer than a five. I, I just was kind yeah. of thinking along those lines because it was obvious to me. And then I decided that what I needed to do was speaking of it becoming a little bit too easy. I was like, okay, what I actually need to do is feel challenged because I ended this not feeling super challenged. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was awesome and it felt great, but I want to move forward in a way where I feel like I'm pushing myself. It's still attainable. And so the way that I took the angle was to think, okay, where do I struggle? What do I actually struggle with when it comes to wellness? And it was like the light bulb just went off. And you don't know this yet. Becky's I don't. I'm like, I'm time. trying to guess and I'm okay. Oh, you know, though, as soon okay. as I start speaking of it, you'll be like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. where do I struggle? Meal preparation. I was just going to say mm-hmm. meal prep always, yeah. right? Well, inconsistently, yeah, right? I'm consistently inconsistent with my meal planning. And so what results with that is takeout and the drive through. And I just have been eating not awesome, not terrible, right. but I've been eating not awesome and And it shows, and I don't just mean, you know, the quarantine 15. I mean, like, I just feel Mm -hmm. kind of like that. Can I just say something? Well, sure. Nobody cares. I I know, but I just need it because we're all saying quarantine 15. And I know when you said it, I I told, well, A, you didn't. And B, nobody cares. Like when everyone's like, oh, you guys, when you say, oh, you look cute. Oh, you have no idea. I'm totally, you guys, I've gained six pounds. You guys, nobody cares. Nobody knows and nobody cares. Great. Good point. So just be quiet. (laughs) And stop and add something healthy back into your life more, not to fix your body, but to fix your mind's thoughts about your body and the fact that you're like in a place. If you feel like crap, do something to not feel like crap. But Mm -hmm. let me tell you the number one way to not feel about crap, not feel like crap about your body is not to fix your body. It's to fix your mind's thoughts about your body Mm -hmm. and, and to move your body. Okay. You're sorry. I just had to maybe the one thing that somebody needed to hear out of this episode but that's not going to stop me Sorry, from going go ahead. right back where I left go off. Because you know me. I got to tie a bow. I want you to tie I literally so was on track for sharing what the heck I was talking okay, about. Okay, sorry. No, that was really interrupted. I just couldn't take it. No, listen, when you feel, when either one of us feel like we got to say the thing, somebody needs to hear the thing. Am I right? Somebody right. needed to hear that. Okay. Okay, go. So I needed to challenge myself in a way where I knew that this was going to turn one of my greatest weaknesses into a strength. Mm. Oh, I like how you put that. Thank you. Thank you very much. And so my goal, like 
is I'm definitely going to keep up with the one 5k a week. Mm-hmm. Like I have, to, I just have to, I can't not it's do just that. Who you are. It feels so good. It's who I am. Like I got to do it. And I am going to look forward to that. I'm not going to share and re- return and report as I like to say on, on, on uh, Instagram anymore. Cause there's not a need to, but, um, but what I'm going to do is my weekly goal now in terms of wellness is that by every Sunday, Monday, like that be kicking off the new work week, I have to be committed to myself to plan the meals for the week. Now, listen what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. This does not mean they're all going to be super healthy, like salads all the time. And it's just planning. I'm telling you that is my weak spot. When I don't plan, Mm -hmm. we don't have prepared meals. We grab takeout or we make a quesadilla. I'm not even saying that there's anything wrong with that. But for me, there's something wrong with that because... I'm done. I'm like over but it. But there's something wrong with that because of how it's making you feel. Correct. You know That's what, what I mean? mean to say. Yes, it is 100% how I feel. And I feel like this is my way of stepping it up for myself. And guess That's what? That's a good challenge. It's attainable. And it is so challenging at the same time. This mm-hmm. for me is a real challenge. Because already my first weekend, I was like, oh my gosh, this is so much harder than I thought. Now, I know this is not a weakness for most of you, but for me, it's a real weakness. I wouldn't assume that it's not a weakness for well, most people. Um, yeah, I don't know. You can know I, I, can I offer you a thought as okay. you start your goal? Okay. I think you need to identify how many days a week you're going to actually make sure that happens. So it's actually, that doesn't work for me. And here's why. Okay. Our family schedule is not consistent like that. A lot mm. of families can do it that way, but yeah. based on my life and my husband's work Correct. schedule, there's not a way that I can say X number of days a week is how many times we're going to plan a meal. What it actually okay. looks like for me specifically as an individual is looking at the calendar for the week. And then say, okay, identifying. then you know what? I actually know that this day is going to be a takeout day. That day we are going to order pizza, but guess what the difference is? It's a plan, right? It's an intentional thing. It's an intentional Cause that's plan. what I was going to say. I feel like people with meal planning get, are like, we're going to do seven days a week. And I'm like, no, okay, no, no, well, no, no, no. That's, that's not, not attainable. So I usually do like for me. three to four because I know there's going to be leftovers and yes. I don't want to waste the, You know what I'm saying? Totally. And yeah. it probably will be about three to four, yeah. but what I'm trying to articulate is that putting a number on it for me, because I did think about that, actually doesn't work at all. Because of your schedules. Because totally of our lifestyle. Right. It would be schedule. setting you up for failure Correct. because it wouldn't be accomplishing what you're trying to accomplish. Correct. For yes. sure. And so I feel really good about this. I shared it with David. Of Exciting. course, he's thrilled because he would, he actually is so, you know this, Beck, he's so much better than I am at the planning. He's I, really good in the kitchen. He's really good. Like he actually has a talent for walking the store aisles as you, I'm sure you do as well, Beck. He can just walk through Costco or walk through the grocery store and he, and he just, the ideas come and he knows what he's getting and mm-hmm. he gets it and he figures it out and he knows the meals in his head. Totally. I am. I got to look at a recipe book and just kind of plan out this meal, this meal, this meal. Here's my list of ingredients. Here are my grocery list. And I go to the store with a physical grocery list or it's in my phone. There's not another way that I know how to shop. That's perfect. And it works for you. And it's fine and it works for me. But the point is, is I've got to be more intentional about implementing that and actually making a plan. So I feel good about it. That's, That's a where great I goal. And I think... That is a pain point that I have heard you talk about more than any other pain point in your life. Yeah, probably. And so how cool is that? What an exciting venture that you're on. Well, we'll see. But the thing is, Beck, is I kick this off with confidence because of what I just did. And that's probably a good way to kind of tie it bow. You can totally do it. I, well, that's the thing is we all can do anything we want. Mm-hmm. And we have more confidence in ourselves when we prove to ourselves 
that we can do things by actually taking action and achieving our goals, which then helps us to go, oh, dang. And I, I can would just do this. suggest that, like you said, sometimes a quesadilla and some cut up <laughs> raw cucumbers and a banana you see, you took can it be too far. a balanced meal. You, could, you just took that too far because we just stop at quesadilla. <laughs> we don't even add the fruits and vegetables. See, but if you add a fruit and vegetable, <laughs> then it is a planned out dinner. It's you true. See. <laughs> no, it's totally true. So there you go, you guys. Intention Yay. with your goals is everything. Like just really being thoughtful about it, not taking it so far that you don't have the attainable level mm-hmm. of goal setting and goal achieving. Like I just, I don't know. I, I want you guys to know that we know how hard it can be to achieve goals. Mm-hmm. We understand that there's work involved and we also understand the thrill and the um, excitement that comes from being empowered and reaching your goals. And we believe in you. We know that as you set your own goals and reach toward the things that you really desperately want in your life, you will absolutely be so thrilled that you are more capable than you realize. And we are, we are in spirit. We are cheering you on. We wish we could like cheerlead you in person. I know, but like, you've got this. You totally got this. So think about that one pain point that is just kind of sticking at you all the time and find one small thing to work towards a better place with that. Friends, thank you so much for carving out the time to listen and for joining us in this continued conversation about cultivating a good life. Nothing we have said is more important than the specific things you have felt that are personal for you. We invite you to write down those promptings and most importantly, act on them. We love you. We're cheering you on and we look forward to being with you next week. Bye-bye. Bye guys. This is Cultivate a Good Life, episode 104, or is it 104? 104. 100, 104 is what we decided on. 104. Yeah, 104, 104. sounds bleh. You're not <laughs> announcing your flight number. You're announcing <laughs> the chronology of our life's work, Rebecca. But is it 104th, or is it 104? 104. But is there an and, or is it 104? 104. 104. Is that so OG? Like not, is that 2020 though? Is that like current way of saying the hundreds? 104? Here's or? what I say. <laughs> I'm just saying it, like who maybe- the crap cares. So just pick a way and do it. I think I, I really feel strongly not doing 104, but how about 104? Okay. I want you it's to fine. be articulate. It's fine. Okay. <laughs>